Tech fans, it's time for Up With The White and Gold, presented by Impact Media, our weekly drive right past Bobby Dodd Stadium into the world of Georgia Tech football. I'm here with co-host GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. I want to welcome you guys in. John, how are things this week? Um, it's been a down week. I mean, but, you know, it's it's always a bit – November is always a busy month for us, so we kind of – Go a little nuts here in the house, but um, but yeah, I mean it's rough coming off that game, but you know when we talked about you know the stat line ahead of time, I mean yeah, it's been good to try to win that one, but yeah, we we kind of expected it wouldn't be a good one, and yeah. And before we dig too much further in and before uh, before you drag us into the grayest cloud you can find by the sound of it, uh, <laughs> if you if you want to message the show or send us, I don't know, your mom's apple pie recipes, or we're still accepting valid um, treasure maps. We still are accepting those. You can do so at the following places. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can also you can also find us on Facebook, whether you look up John Watts or Jeremy York or Impact Media or Up With The White and Gold. You should be able to find us there. If you're one of those people who likes to just click on a link and listen to a show, we appreciate you guys just as much. You can do so by going to Twitter, at Team Impact Media. All of them are there. You can scroll down, find the show you want, click on it, listen to it all you want as many times as you want. There are no limits on those. If you would like to follow us in our many uh, amazing things on and off this show, you can follow me at the Impact 99 on basically every social media there is. And I believe you are at GT John or GA Tech John on everything, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. GA Tech John, pretty much on everything else. But you can find me by name, um, except for Twitter. You can't find me by my real name. <laughs> That's a whole well, they, can. They, can find, they can find you by your real name But not the one you go by on this show Right, right, right Yeah Once again, that's a, another time, another place where We'll tell that story Maybe on this podcast, maybe not Because it may just be its own podcast Yeah But um, And also you can find this podcast Anywhere that you find a podcast Including Podcast One, Spotify and the iTunes store. If you cannot find us at a place you regularly find a podcast, let us know. We will fix that shortly. As you said, wasn't the world's greatest week for for Georgia Tech as they did drop the game 41-16 to to Florida State. It was a, a real nail-biter in there all the way to the end. Uh, Tech, they, they went down fighting it. You just got to be proud of their effort there. Uh, it seems like the leading story coming out of this is that with Sims out, instead of having Zach Gibson, who actually did play the first two drives, something Brent Key said he wanted to do was to play Zach Pyron, who was the normal third string. He was the backup tonight, or the other night. He decided to play Zach Pyron just to see what he had in the in the freshman quarterback. And uh, – his stat line of 18 for 28, 198 yards in the air and a touchdown. And also he had the rushing touchdown 
later on uh, to end the game, basically. That's not a bad stat line, especially for a team at a place where they are now in, in this particular year and also being a freshman in, in the ACC. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ireland definitely was a pretty good uh, pickup, I'd say, uh, uh, four-star prospect out of Alabama. Um, he led one of his first high schools to to a state championship as a freshman and a sophomore. Um, they did whatever they moved and had to go to another high school, and they ended up going pretty far in the playoffs as well. Um, you know, he was number 18 ranked quarterback in the nation at the time and number 14 player overall in the state of Alabama. So, hmm. I mean, really well coming out in high school. So, I think we've got a really good pickup there coming coming out of um, college. And like you said, as a freshman, never never playing a game in college yet, I mean, those are pretty good stats and really, you know, kept us kind of kept us in the game for the most part and definitely did his best to kind of recover from the onslaught we got in the second quarter. Yeah, you know, we were talking about that before we started recording that, you know, it's only 7-3 to three FSU after one quarter, and then Georgia Tech doesn't score in the second quarter. It's the only quarter they don't score in, but FSU dropped 17, which ended up being, you know, putting the game out, out, of, out of reach at that point. You didn't know that up until later on, but that, that second quarter was brutal. Yeah, I mean, we started out in the first quarter uh, doing pretty well. We were able to get a you know, fumble, um, and good old Charlie Thomas picked it up and runs it back for 71 yards and almost get a touchdown out of it, but you know, we ended up not really be able to get a touchdown out of that drive, but set up uh, Gavin Stewart for the field goal. So, I mean, we go up early 3 nothing. So, it's like, okay, we're, we're doing all right. Pretty good there, and but – you know, after that, you know, they end up scoring a touchdown and to take a seven seven to three out of that first quarter. But then we had nothing, pretty much nothing on either side during that second quarter, and we couldn't stop them. They were driving, they were finding easy stuff down the middle, and we just let them kind of go. So, going into halftime, twenty four to three, it's very difficult hill to climb. Uh, I'm seeing that. I mean, I mean, it's not quite as bad as 28 to three at halftime. Oh yeah, I mean, I think anyone in Atlanta knows about that. Yeah, yeah, not to <laughs> not to not to Rebel Rebel there or, or or a Falcon or anything, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, speaking of, of Zach Pyron, he is the pride of Pinson, Alabama. Do you happen to know where Pinson, Alabama is? I have no idea. Well, luckily I do. Thank you the handy-dandy the handy dandy phone in my hand. Uh, you were talking about driving and drives a while ago, uh, different kind of driving. We could actually take about a two-hour car ride and be in Pinson, Alabama. They are just north of Centerpoint, and okay. it looks like uh, they, they are northeast of Birmingham. So there's a good chance we could probably drive slap there And what is this saying? It says an hour 47. So, yeah, Jefferson County. I have been all around that, but I don't. I don't recall being in Pinson, but I've been in Center Point and some other places around them. So, there you go. The pride of Pinson, Alabama. Want to give them a shout out. There's no other podcast tonight. I'd almost guarantee it. Outside of one being done in Pinson, Alabama, 
we are the only podcast men- mentioning Pinson, Alabama. So shout out to the uh, the, the Pinsonians or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I mean, outside of you know our good IRA, it looks like um, I don't know. Does anyone know the name of Bowdenix? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's you know up there in Oregon. He's he's from Pinson as well. Um, that's really kind of about all I see really here. Um, so what you're telling me is Pinson, Alabama, is a uh, college quarterback factory. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I see a couple there, a couple, you know, um, baseball players, uh, Ed Chandler, Desmond Jennings, some some models, um, some actor who played Jerry Reed. Are, te- are you telling? Are you telling me that's that's the hometown of Gigi Hadid? Uh, not that model. Oh, okay. No, no, I was no, about to no. say that that would be that would be incredible that to choose from there <laughs> no. that'd be that'd be pretty crazy. No, uh, no. talking like okay, next top model and a former Miss Alabama. Oh, okay. Hey, even better. Yeah, even better. Shout out to Pinson, Alabama, and you know, next time I'm in Pinson, Alabama, I will let people know that I'm there. Yeah. But other than that, there, there's a reason why we kind of derailed the show, and it's it's just because there's not a lot to talk about on this game outside, unless you're an FSU fan. Uh, the leading rusher was Hall, who had 10 carries for 45 yards, and the leading receiver was E.J. Jenkins, who had three receptions for 66 yards and the lone touchdown. And that's because 32 of his 66 were in or probably a part of that touchdown. But yeah. other than that, uh, the the turnovers were were not good. Pyron did fumble. That happens. The good thing is, is Tech was able to pick up three different ones. They recovered three different ones. That was nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Just looking across the stats, I mean, thank goodness Tatum got a sack, but it it just it it didn't really factor into the rest of this game. Yeah, it's really difficult to. Try to win a game when you get 24 yards and a half. Yeah, I and mean, we had 10 times as many yards in the second half as we did the first half. <laughs> so, yeah, and the, and the crazy bit. thing is, is the crazy thing is, is is uh, you still scored points in the first half. Yeah, I mean, and that's pretty much set up like we talked about before with that 71 yard run by our defense. Oh. Yeah, Charles. Always trying to find the name being called pretty much every game. Yeah, um, definitely a good good and, one. Using this time, and and unless I completely missed it, Charlie played the whole game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he's definitely gotten away from those targeting um, calls he was getting us earlier in the season. So he definitely improved yeah. on that. Uh, Even though half thing. of those. Half of those, I would argue for his case that, that they were not targeting, but they didn't ask my opinion. They just kicked him out anyway. But uh, Charlie is, is not a dirty player. He's, a, he's just a hard-nosed player that is not afraid to, to put you on the turf. And a couple of those referees took exception to that. So it is what it is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we could talk about hard hits. I mean, everyone in college and NFL been talking about hits being called like that. So, I mean, it, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate. But it's, it's going to happen, so. But, you know, but, I said, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I mean, after that, like you said, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, we had uh, no Ely and Powell Lee with the 14, 11 tackles. Uh, Thomas got nine. So, outside of that, really, I mean, that all we've been really good on the positive side, I think. And good. I was about to say, I was pretty sure that game wasn't at home. I didn't, I didn't remember. Thank goodness it was not at home. That, that would, that, that would not be good. No, we got a set of back-to-back away games here um, in Tallahassee yep. and then with Blacksburg on Saturday. Their game this week is going to be a little hokey. Yeah, a little. A little. Just a little. But uh, we'll talk more about that game uh, in the second half of this show. And for right now, we are uh, going to take a break. We're going to tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net, and we will be back after that. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back. Make sure to visit our friends at BetOnline.net. They have the, uh, the sports lines. They have the articles. They have the podcasts. I know we're, we're constantly always on that site checking out the things they have. Even if it's not legal to gamble uh, where you are at, you can still get all that information. It makes you a better fan, whether you're at a family reunion, whether you're in an elevator, whether, um, whether you're at the water cooler. It doesn't matter. They have so much more information to make you a better fan, more knowledgeable. Check out betonline.net and uh, tell, them, tell them that uh, Impact Media and tell them that me and John sent you because they love to hear that, and we love them to tell us that they hear that. So uh, definitely go do that. Now, of course – in the first half of the show, we somewhat talked about Georgia Tech dropping a nail-biter to Florida State. Um, if you missed the first part of the show, I'd kind of like to know what you did because it's, it's weird. It's all one big show. But uh, we, did, we did talk a lot about Pinson, Alabama, and the amazing town that that is. So definitely go check that out and, uh, and, and go visit Pinson. And once again, tell them the Impact Media and, and uh, John and Jeremy from up with the White and Gold Century, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure the mayor of Penson will love me sending um, 14,000 people there. So, you know, it, that's at least half of our listening audience. So, hey, if you guys want to go visit Penson, tell them we sent you. Yeah, check out the Alabama Butterbean Festival while you're there. Oh, I, I am hooked. I am, I am, uh, I don't know if you can hear me there. I am typing up my trip now. We're, we're going to go check that out. All right. Expedia has flights. We can fly right into Birmingham. I, actually, we probably just drive. It'd be a lot easier. Yeah. Because it's either like a it's either like a forty five minute plane ride that included an hour on each side at an airport, or we could just drive there an hour and a half. So maybe we'll just do that. 
Yeah, it's easier for us to drive. But no, our fans up in New York and those kind of places, they'll that's, hold it in that's place. true. That's true. In Denmark and and uh, Yugoslavia and places like that, or you know, the Czech Republic. If you're in those places, you definitely want to just fly into Birmingham, and then it's just a quick car ride. So that that would be the way to get to Pensa. Yep. But outside of helping the Pinson Tourist Board, uh, we actually have some things to, to talk about tonight. We are going to talk about two more potential candidates for head coach. And uh, I will – let's see. Do, we, do I have the list somewhere in front of me of the ones we have done before? If we don't, yes, I do. do. Okay. I, look at that. We are both prepared. Yep, so far – uh, you have suggested – we will just go to the head coaches. You have suggested Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. Uh, they currently lead App State 21 to nothing, and they've had the most ridiculously crazy but successful, um, like, triple flea flicker play that you should go check out if you didn't. Oh, actually make that make that 21-14. Uh, you also said Todd Munkin of UGA fame, and you also said Neon Dion, uh, the baseball player. I think he'd be a great coach. Um, I said Brent Key. I said Bill O'Brien. And I said uh, Alex Atkins. So that is where we're at so far. Who is your candidate tonight? I'm going to go with uh, another coach that, I mean, if you have followed, you know, college football, you know, over the last, you know, many years, you'll, you'll know the name. Um, I'm looking at Dan Mullen. Like I said, if you follow the football, you'll know that he is a former head coach at Mississippi State and Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's he had a I mean a long career in, in coaching. And we we take it back to you know when I was like ten years old, nineteen ninety four, when he's coaching the wide receivers at Wagner. Um, he'd done coached at Wagner for a couple of years for wide receivers. Uh, he went to Columbia and coached there for a couple more years for wide receivers. Um, then he went on to grad assistants at Syracuse and Notre Dame. Um, and then he moves on to Bowling Green, be a quarterback coach under uh, this guy named Urban Meyer, whoever that is. He sounds like a total loser, if you ask me. Right, like, and for some reason, he followed that guy over to Utah. Um, quarterback coach over there, and you know, while at Utah, uh, he coached this guy uh, named Alex Smith. Uh, hmm. that is. <laughs> now that guy sounds like a winner. That you know. <laughs> yeah, so you know, and you know, coached Utah to an undefeated season um, with a Fiesta Bowl win. Mm-hmm. So again, he keeps following Urban Meyer around. Um, so they both go down to the University of Florida, where he becomes the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, uh, where he held you know, for several years there, um, two national championship teams, 2006, 2008. And there uh, he got to coach Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow. Oh, so, you know, he's got two, um, already two names there that are great in, in college Once football. Once again, the, uh, you're talking about Tim Tebow, the baseball player. 
Yes, 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 that one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it played for the, for the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know. Just want to keep it straight for people. Right. So, you know, it's sports, you know. Yeah. But hey, so, that's, no. that's a pretty good resume because, look, yeah, I, I have jokingly – uh, say things about Urban Meyer. Uh, his his track record does speak for itself. Uh, as far as a coach and on the field, uh, Urban Meyer is one of the better to ever do it. Uh, as far as off the field stuff, I I just not a fan whatsoever of. But that's another day, another podcast. Um, Dan Mullen, he he is quite the popular candidate too because he he does have that pedigree. He's worked with a lot of really good people and. It's not a bad choice at all. Yeah, and then like I said, that's a pretty good pedigree there. And then you know, he goes on to be a head coach at Mississippi State, um, and you know, a little, little trouble there. Um, start out with, which you know most schools do when you start over, you know, five and seven in the first season. So second season, um, second season, two thousand ten, nine to four. Uh, I get a bowl win in the Gator Bowl, which is funny, um, against yeah. Michigan. Um, sorry to bring that up. Um, they so, they sound know, like terrific people. <laughs> and, you know, pretty good period uh, there. You know, first time that um, you know, Bulldogs, he wasn't able to get Bulldogs to be ranked number one. Um, in the first ever college football rankings, and they had a good year. Wow. Finished that year, but you know, didn't uh, make it through the Orange Bowl because of good old Georgia Tech. So yeah. he is familiar with us at least from that point. Um, well, yeah, again, you know, he he's had a good career there, and he goes on to Florida, eleven um, two record in two thousand nineteen, East Virginia. Um, Beats Georgia in 2020. Sorry for all you Bulldog fans who are listening. In. <laughs> Although we do appreciate you listening. No, definitely. And then, you know, he, uh, I have this other guy named Kyle Trask. Um, hmm. And Kyle Pitts. And some of these other people he might have whoever these guys are. Oh, oh, he's that blocking tight end on the Falcons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, okay. a, yeah, he's a great blocker. Great blocker. Yeah, because I, I don't. I, he, he must be like John Cena because Mariota never sees him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really think so. He must be wearing uh, those really cool um, uh, salute to the military jerseys that they they have every year. Because I, I yeah, it's weird. He doesn't see. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I mean, Mullen has proven good. Coming in, 
but, you know, he has the track record and, and he has the, the references, so to say, because, you know, a lot of times, I mean, not a lot of times, but sometimes you'll see somebody with some really good numbers and then it's because maybe they had good assistance or they got lucky that they had really good talent and or recruited the right people at the right time. But in, in his case, his, his resume absolutely tells how good he is. And, and uh, I think he'd be a welcome addition. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, uh, I tend to play devil's axis here. So, um, I mean, there is always going to be some drawback. Um, some of the things we kind of talk about is, is recruiting wasn't great. Um, and some say he may be asking too high of a salary that we can pay. Um, but some of the drawbacks, but I think I mean, if they balance out, then it would definitely work. So I'm mean, just going to see where it is. But never know. Well, I had heard, yeah, I had heard that we were going to pay him in uh, large varsity oranges. So, you know, shout out. This is our weekly shout out as we do on this show to the varsity. You guys keep being awesome. Uh, Coach Key, once again, if if you want to hit us up, no joke. Uh, we'll happily meet you for lunch. We'll figure that out. But if, I, I had heard that, that we could pay Dan Mullen in, in varsity oranges. So if, if we can do that, then let's just keep him coming. Yeah, I mean, he, he clearly loves the color orange. So, I mean, it worked. Yeah. I mean, it, and, again, if they're, if they're paying in varsity orange, I mean, you can go coach. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, you could easily pay me in, in chili dogs or – Varsity oranges or onion rings. That's that's fine. All I right. will need I will need full health coverage if if that is possible though. Yeah, you're gonna need that after all the onion rings. And the right, chili. right. It's yeah, it's not gonna go well. I need to go ahead and and uh, draw up my final wishes that that my cats get everything here. Yeah, but. Uh, Dan, Dan Mullen, I, I like. I, I think uh, this is a ridiculous list we have put together, by the way. <laughs> it looks like something out of a video game that these people are potential candidates. So without further ado, I want to present. I'm going to tell you a lot about this guy, and then I'm going to drop his name. Um, if, if he starts to sound familiar to you, let me know. This guy is a former running back at Auburn. He is a native of Columbus, Georgia. I think we've uh, we could take a road trip there. We'd be there a lot faster than we would in Pinson. But you know, you probably go through Columbus to get to Pinson. Um, so he knows the region really, really well. He's a former coordinator and head coach at the high school level in Georgia. So recruiting is going to be a big thing. He's actually known to be quite the recruiter and has helped to build the programs he has been at, including the one he is at currently. He's been there for seven years. And he uh, – let me, let me throw out some names of some people he had a lot to do with not only recruiting but developing. Listen, tell me if you've heard any of these people. Uh, James Cook, I believe he's a he's – a, he's a, his brother Dalvin plays for Minnesota. I think James <laughs> plays – he's somewhere in the league. Uh, Sony Michelle, who has uh, played on quite a few teams, including the New England Patriots and <laughs> L.A. Rams. Uh, DeAndre Swift currently in Detroit, I believe. Uh, we will say a prayer for him for being a Detroit Lion, but, you know. Uh, and uh, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, arguably one of the best running backs in the league, currently plays for the Browns. We won't hold that against him. <laughs> the uh, the guy I want to present to you is Dell McGee. 
he is the running back coach for the University of Georgia. Said he he not only is good at developing. I mean, look at the runners that Georgia Tech has. Imagine if he took he he has the Midas touch on some of them to make them even better, including helping Sims or Pyron or whoever is the quarterback going forward. Um, he he coached Georgia Southern to their first bowl game, and he actually won that. He's been at Auburn before, so he understands the way the SEC and the ACC work in this area. Like I said, he's a monster recruiter. He's known for bringing in not just running backs, but if you are trying to sell that offensive kid to come to, to Georgia, they send in the big gun. That's usually who they send in. Um, a lot of people actually said, including friend of the show, I'm going to give him a shout-out again this week, Bryce Kuhn, he's been quoted as saying, when the tech job become available, he said, Georgia Tech needs to pick up the phone and at least call Dell McGee and say, you have any interest in this? We'd love to talk to you. I don't know if they have, but – uh, this guy gets results, and he has a lot to do with the the reason why UGA is as good as they are, especially running the ball and a lot of their offensive schemes. So um, I, I think he's, a, he's a, a really good candidate. He's not one you may have necessarily heard of. He's not at the top of some of these other lists, but I, I got I to agree with Bryce Kuhn here that you need to call Dell McGee and, and see if he has any interest in taking that. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree there. Um, he has been mentioned, you know, by several publications and people had a candidate there. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, definitely good, good, good pickup there. I mean, like you said, you know, he's from Columbus. He's done several high schools around here. He's been Georgia Southern for a couple of years, um, including that, you know, one game head coach, and then he's been in Georgia, so he knows the area. Understands. When players. was when was he head coach there? Um, at Georgia Southern, or when was yeah when was he at Southern? Uh, twenty fifteen. Uh, he he was the head coach that one game that bowl game you mentioned. Oh, the bowl game. Okay. Yeah, oh, so I only... just missed it. I just missed him because the first the first media credentialed game I did for Georgia State was the last regular season game against Georgia Southern. Uh, so it would have been right after that he would have been head coach for that bowl. I just missed him. Yeah, they had um, Willie Fritz down there, and then oh, right after he resigned in December to go to Tulane, so they used Dell McGee um, to be the interim head coach for that bowl game, and then Dell left to go to Georgia. Yeah. But there we go. There's two more candidates. Uh, Dale McGee, the running back coach at UGA, and Dan Mullen. That uh, we don't really have to say much about Dan Mullen. You guys already know the name and the things he did. So, uh, quite the list. We will still see. I, I think it's going to be at the end of the year. I think they're going to see what Brent Key does from here on out, and I think that's going to have a lot to do with uh, what they do going forward. Yep, yep, definitely agree. So, with the last few minutes we have left of the show, let's quickly talk about uh, the game this week. They will be up in – is that Whitesburg? Is that where they play? Nope, try again, different color. Blackbird? Black. Yep. There we go. <laughs> I knew it was one of them. Well, I couldn't remember if there was two Whitesburgs, and there's probably multiple, but in this probably. situation – in this situation, it's uh, in – anyway, Virginia Tech. Yep. 
coming into this, we have three and five Georgia Tech versus two and six Virginia Tech. It has not went well for the Hokies, but that doesn't mean that they're not here to disrupt what Georgia Tech is trying to do. Because uh, actually, their quarterback is thrown for five hundred more yards. Grant Wells. He's thrown for 1,682 yards, eight touchdowns. He's thrown seven interceptions, which is something Tech should look at. If you make him a little more uncomfortable in the pocket, then you have a chance to beat them. Uh, Looks like, to me, from things I gathered, they don't give up a lot of rushing yards, and they actually don't give up a lot of pass yards. It's – it's going to be a pretty tight game from what I see. Yeah, they are. They're really good at stopping the run. Um, I know that kind of one of the things we wish we could build on is run and then set up the pass. Um, so there's definitely going to be some um, problems we're going to run into. We'll be probably looking at a lot of third downs and down and distance situations uh, if we really try to do that. Um, Sims, if – he is able to play. It sounds like he is. Capitalize on that. I mean, they have to go to Pyron. Um, we just see what he did at the end of the game to kind of help out there. Um, so that'll definitely be the area there. So um, but definitely that'll, that'll be kind of where we're kind of looking at there. But I definitely agree that it's definitely going to be a, a close game. Uh, Las Vegas has uh, Virginia Tech by a field goal. Well, and they're at home, so that you get usually get three points for in your favor for being at home. So that would mean they think this is a straight up coin flip. Yep, that's about right. And at twelve thirty kickoff on ESPN three, uh, we will quickly go to the three keys of the game for a Georgia Tech victory. Uh, what is key number one? Uh, you just mentioned a minute ago, controlled turnovers. Um, we can capitalize on those interceptions, fumbles, like we did, what we've done a little bit during the season. Uh, I think that would mm-hmm. definitely help um, because you know, offense is going to have a hard time, but I mean, if our defense can help help them, um, help off their offense, stay off the field, I think they will be good. All right. Well, number two, I will say is that uh, we want to get some pressure on to Grant Wells, and we want to uh, make him very uncomfortable. We, we want to force him to make decisions before he wants to. We want to flush him from the pocket. I don't think he is much of a runner, if I remember, but I, I think we should very much try – let's see. Can we say it? Does it say? Yeah, he, he doesn't run much at all. So let's make him scamper around back there and make him very uncomfortable. But I would say key number two, let's let's pressure Wells and let's make him very uncomfortable back there. Yep. So what would you say is key number three? The key number three um, is going to be, I think, on our quarterbacks. Uh, Thims, like I said, looking to return after a couple of games. Um, so he may be a little, little iffy, maybe a little weary on plays. Um, then we have uh, our other option, uh, Pyro and Freshman. So making good decisions by the quarterback. Because, um, like we mentioned already, that the run game is probably not going to be great. So you know, passing game by our quarterbacks, however they're going to be used, uh, definitely needs to be on point. 
Yep, I, I would definitely agree. So to recap, we have we need to control turnovers, win the turnover battle there. Point number two, key number two, uh, we're going to put pressure on Grant Wells. We're going to make him very uncomfortable, force him to make decisions before he really wants to. And number three, as you said, whether it's Sims, whether it's Pyron, um, if it were me, I'd go Pyron another week, but it's just they didn't ask my opinion. Uh, they need to make good decisions, and they need to uh, limit mistakes and just play a good, clean Georgia Tech uh, pocket game. I think that's – I think those are those are things definitely that if they can even do two of the three, I, I think they have a chance to pull this off. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think I'll be close. I'm going to go against – Vegas and say Tech by three. Yeah, I, I do think it comes down to a, a field goal or a late score. I really, do, I, I, that's mostly what these games come down to between these two teams. Yep. But hey, there's the three keys. We're going to be watching 12:30, as I said, just after noon on the ESPN three. It's going to be a fun game, Georgia Tech at Virginia Tech. But that's going to do it for us this week on Up with the White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go Jackets. Mm-hmm.